that we haven't achieved. But yet there's something that keeps carrying us. It is the mercy of God. Father, we want to thank you. This morning we are not here by mistake. We are here because of his mercy. Father, we want to thank you. In our various homes, you have been merciful. We've had food to eat. We've been able to eat our own food, drink our own water. Brethren, it is not everybody that can eat the food they have. Some of them pack the food in front of them and then they pack it back because they say that there is no appetite. But in spite of the challenges that you are going through, you are able to eat, you are able to drink, you are able to sleep and you sleep like a baby because of the goodness of God upon us. Hallelujah. God is good and all the time. I don't know what you are expecting from God today. But I want you to tell him to speak to you. Let it be a personal request from you. Let's speak to him. That Lord, as I have come to your presence, let me not leave the same. Let's talk to him. Because you need something to sustain you through the week. Father, we have come before your holy presence. We are not here by accident. We are not here by ourselves. Father, we came here to hear from you. A word that will lift us up. A word that will carry us throughout the week. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Speak to us. Open our understanding. That we may know what you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. In the presence of God. Amen. I bring you greetings from the man of God. Amen. And our mommy. And all the travelers, Pastor Ernest, I've been speaking to him. Amen. And Pastor sent me a message and he said it is well. Praise the Lord. And we want to continue to pray for them. That the grace of God will carry them and bring them safely. Amen. The Bible says that wherever the sole of our feet will tread, we possess it. And therefore, we decree that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And any tongue that is lifted up against them in judgment is condemned. They will go and come. The Bible says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Because the Lord is our shepherd. Praise the Lord. Uh, this morning or this afternoon, um, 
I want to talk to us about partnering with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. In our year of limitless spirit without measure. I personally believe that we are in the season of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Maybe somebody say we should always be in the season of the Holy Spirit. But we are in a different dimension. All the years are not the same. Every year, God has a focus for us. And therefore, we must know the focus. I mean, every year before the end of December, I pray and I ask God to give me a personal word. Amen. Amen. And the word I received was breaking limitations. So when limitless came, I knew that God had a double emphasis. Hallelujah. Because when I look at my life, I notice that every time there is a shortage, you know, you want to do this, and then you can achieve it at the end of the year. And it came so strong in my spirit that this year I must break every limitation. Hallelujah. So when limitless came, I knew God was saying something. And therefore, I'm so passionate about this limitless. Very, very passionate. And so, partnering with the Holy Spirit, unleashing limitless. Hallelujah. Now, let me go cool because my spirit feels cool today. Amen. Now, every believer must know the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In the Old Testament, they walk with the Father. They call him God. In the New Testament, in the days of Jesus, it was Jesus with them. But when Jesus was living... He says that it is important for him to leave. But he will send us the comforter. Amen. Amen. So, who is the Holy Spirit? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. He says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he saith, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Amen. So the Holy Ghost is the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you are Christian and you don't know the Holy Spirit, you are losing 
a lot. Jesus said in the book of John 14, verses number 16, he says, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Meaning he was the first comforter. Hallelujah. That he may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. That is amazing. Okay, so today is going to be like teaching, so uh, bear with me. Amen. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. These statements are very important to understand. When Jesus was with them, the Spirit was with them. But today, we have the Spirit in us. Hallelujah. It's very important for us to know that the Spirit is in us. Praise the Lord. And it is also important for us to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now you can be with somebody and live with a person and still not receive the person. Do you get it? You can be with your mother and not receive your mother. You don't acknowledge the presence of your mother. When he talks to you, you don't listen. You haven't received uh, your mother's person. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your mother may have so much for you, yet you you don't benefit anything from him, from her. I was telling my daughter that when I was growing up, because my father did something that really hurt me, I cut him off. And all my Christian days, I thought I had forgiven him until I was faced with a question. And then I noticed that, hmm, truly, I had cut him off. And then, when I decided to let that thing go and I stood, because the question is, if you've forgiven your father, then you should be able to sit with him and have a chat with him like a friend. And I noticed, "Mm mm-mm, I wasn't ready for that. Because in Christianity, they have taught us something. They say that you can love them, but love them from afar. So we live in unforgiveness and we think we are living for God. The day I sat down with my father to talk, I was, my mind, I, it blew my mind. I noticed that my father had so much to tell me. 
he poured out so much to me. He was telling me how we came from a chieftaincy um, background and we have so much land that all I need is to go there and say that I am from this family and I need land to farm. And he says, oh, that is all you have to say. That's all you have to say. And the land you need to farm will be released to you because it belongs to us. But because I had cut him off. I know that there is, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, but I don't know why the Holy Spirit is bringing me here. I concur. I know that maybe there are a lot of us here who have cut off our mothers because they beat us. Praise the Lord. We have cut off our fathers because they screamed at us. And since then, you claim you don't have anything against him. And there is no conversation. Praise the Lord. There was a time I was so upset with the Holy Spirit. Because I wanted something and I wasn't getting it. And I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, you, you, because you are a spirit, you don't understand. <laughs> but Jesus was, was uh, associated with our infirmities and our, our everything. So he understands, but you, you don't understand. I'm asking for this and you don't, you are really giving it to me. I had a quarrel with the Holy Spirit. I know he was serious. I remember. <laughs> so later I have to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I believe that some of us, we have certain relationships like that. Amen. So we must receive the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Because sometimes we think we know the Holy Spirit. We are working with the Holy Spirit. But when was the last time you talked to the Holy Spirit? You talked to him like a person. Hallelujah. He's very powerful. I mean, I, I, I get amazed when he does things. When I was giving this topic to, I mean, speak on, I, I was just talking, I said, Holy Spirit, this is about you, I want you to. And then, the Holy Spirit led me to a book and where the book was. I just had the thought, go and clean up this place. I didn't know why I should clean up. I just thought, let me clean up anyway. And then as I was cleaning up, I saw this book on how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, ah, so you brought me all this way. He's so beautiful. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. When I misplace something or displace something, I just, Holy Spirit, you know where this thing is. Please lead me to it. You will be so amazed. The person of the Holy Spirit is amazing. So it is something we must 
consciously do. In John chapter 10, uh, chapter 20, verses number 22. I hope you are getting it. Today I'm not preaching like... uh... (laughs) Amen. Amen. Now, in John chapter 20, verses... Maybe I'm warming up. John chapter 20, verses number 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost. My translation says the Holy Ghost. That means that it is very imperative, it's very important for us to receive the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a person. Hallelujah. He is a person. He's the one that brings us to the cross. Amen. Amen. In Acts 8, verses number 14 to 17. Acts 8, 14 to 17. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Say received the word of God. So they received the word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might what? Amen. Amen. So the fact that we have received the word of God, we come here and the word of God is preached to us. There is also the need To receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It says, for as yet, he was not yet fallen. uh, Yes, he was. uh, For as yet, he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them. And they receive the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. That means the fact that we have received the word of God. The fact that we are believers. We will miss out a lot if we do not receive the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a person. Amen. And in Acts chapter 10, verses number 44 to 46, I want you to note the word receive, okay? Forty-four says, Acts 10, 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. For they of the circumcision which received and uh, believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We also want to look at the book of Acts chapter 19. Somebody said the book of Acts should be should have been named the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's true. Acts chapter 19, I'll read from verse 1 to maybe 6. And it came to pass that whilst Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Why was it important for him? Because it is not the same as receiving Jesus. Hallelujah. It is not the same as receiving Jesus. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not yet so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Isn't that sad? I like the way this place is quiet. But don't sleep on me because I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. And he said unto them, Unto what were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily or truly baptized you with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should leave, they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means they had the wrong baptism. This is actually the scripture that changed my mind about baptism. Because when I became born again, I heard uh, we should have one baptism. Amen. And when I was born, I was told that I was baptized. I heard that I was baptized and I had a certificate to, you know, to prove it. So when I became born again, I really struggled because I wanted to obey God so much. I didn't want to make mistakes. So it took me six years. By then I was praying in tongues. So I thought that, ah, hey, I think this tongue speaking is more important than <laughs> this baptism, water baptism. So I must be right. So, the Holy Spirit started working on me. I started researching in the scripture if there was any place in the Bible where you could be baptized twice. And here I saw it. Because these people, they, they were baptized already by John. But then, they came to discover that that baptism has expired. Yes, 
some of us were baptized. By the sprinkle of water, we call it baptism. Where if you were in the Catholic church, they get a cup of water, they bring your head out, and they pour it on it, and they call it baptism. Okay, let's say it's baptism. Now that you are born again, that one has expired. That one is not relevant. Certificate doesn't matter. Am I talking to somebody? Am I teaching somebody? Am I blessing somebody? Because it took me over six years. I was praying in tongues. I was evangelizing everywhere. But when they started teaching about this baptism, it wrestled with me. It really wrestled with me. And I was standing on my certificate. And I was not present when I was being baptized. You know? I didn't know there was any baptism. They just told me I was baptized. I took the report of my parents with a certificate to back it. You saw, so I, 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 there are some things that you will be doing and then when the word of God comes, it will wrestle with your heart. Please, don't fight with God. You will always lose. Don't fight God. Maybe you are in a relationship. You know? <laughs> and you are doing some things that you know, you know, you know, you, you, you know. You know it. <laughs> you know, brother, you know it. You know. <laughs> you know. Hey. But there is a scripture that you keep using. Kiss each one with a holy kiss. You know that one. He's not a holy kiss. You know it. Hey. Hey. What you have been watching. You know. And you say God looks at the heart. So when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, he's a wrestler. You know how he wrestled with Isaac and then hit him. He tried, ah, this guy won't stop it. He said, I'll show you. He hit him like that. Don't let the Holy Spirit hit you. Because everybody will be seeing you do it again. <laughs> that was how he was walking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. When, when we were believers, hey, my time has finished. <laughs> when we were believers, they said something to us. They said, what you have been doing in your closet. God may not see it. Your brother may not see it. Other people may not see it. But there's one person you cannot hide it from. 
and that is yourself. You may hide it from God. (laughs) And you may hide it from people very, very discreetly. But there's somebody that is always with you. And that is you. Amen. Amen. So when it comes to fornication, it says that he that commits adultery is a sin against his own what? Flesh. That means you can't hide it. Can't deny it. Either. So, um, it is very, very important for, to receive the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, after they were baptized again, they received the Holy Ghost. I'll read it. And when they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hand upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So, they were Christians, yet they... We're not speaking in tongues and they were not prophesying. I pray that today, whatever is missing in your life will be restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, what is the work of the Holy Spirit in us? Jesus was very clear about it. In verse 26 of John chapter 14, he says that, But the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, this is so powerful. If you are a Christian and you receive the person of the Holy Spirit, you should not fail an exam. You shouldn't. If this is true, you must play your part as a student to learn. And in that exam room, when you have a challenge, you call upon the Holy Spirit. He said, you will bring everything back. There is this man. He stood for an election. I've forgotten his name. In the United States. Was one of the candidates. But he said, uh, what's his name again? He was the first surgeon. The black surgeon. That. Ben Carson. I think he brought the books together. <laughs> Ben Carson was the first black man to separate a Simon twin. Ben Carson said he never filled that exam because when he studied, he said before he studies, the Holy Spirit uh, breaks all the questions that will come. So he doesn't study by heart. That is what he can do. He says that before, when he sits to study, the Holy Spirit brings all the questions to him. So he studies the answers. What a beautiful way. If you ask the Holy Spirit, he would do it. 
clumsy when it comes to things. Like a few days, I was holding something that we use an equipment and whilst I was looking at things, I mixed it up all and I said, Holy Spirit, you know, I have lost it again. Help me. Then I just felt like going here and doing this and then it was there. I said, Holy Spirit, you've done it again. It's so beautiful. Hallelujah. That is his work in our lives. To bring all things to our remembrance whatsoever he has said unto us. Another beautiful one is this. Don't expect a long sermon because me, I'm finishing now. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. That is John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is important or expedient for me that I go away. I won't babysit you for a long time. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Verse 30 says, how be it, or however, when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into what? All truth. This is beautiful. Now, as a believer, for us to walk in limitless, we need the guidance. Because we have lost so many things due to con men. When I came to this country, I lost so much because I wanted to make fast money and go back to my country. So there were schemes that came. I joined. And my hands were bent. Praise the Lord. But that's the work of the Holy Spirit. If you want to marry, don't look at the shape. Look at the eternal purpose of God. Ask the Holy Spirit, what, who have you ordained for me? That is why I keep telling people, please don't pray for a husband. Don't pray for a wife. Pray for your wife. When you pray for a husband, you can choose anything. When you pray for a wife, you choose anything. Before you pray for your husband, they may come and there is something in you because you, you have assigned him. You have given him a responsibility. He said, Mm-mm, sister, so, 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 not that one. Not that one. Not that one. When you do the wrong thing, you know. He said, I knew it. I knew it. I there was that thing, that check. Because the Bible says that God will always be justified. When I was, you know, when I was, when I, when I, I knew it. That is the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is so gentle. I don't know why he does that, but I wish it was louder a, a bit, you know. I wish it was a bit louder. Say that, don't go. He's so gentle. The Bible calls him a still small voice. 
He gives you that nuclear thinking. Still small. Now, see, if you have a relationship with somebody, eh, you know who they are when they speak. It is said that sports people, no matter the thousands of cheers, when their mother or their father speak or their husband speak through the cloud, they hear it. Because their ears are tuned to that voice. That is why we must have a relationship with the Holy Spirit so that when he speaks through the crowd, when he speaks through the noise, We can make his voice. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is there for our benefits. He's there for our progress. He's there for us not to miss it. Ah, there is this scripture. Let me just add it. As I look for my time. In Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 49, uh, 48 verses 18. Maybe I'll read from 17. Hey, this scripture that I asked somebody to read me a scripture. We might not come to that. Eh? Because I've eaten all my time. It says, that saying the Lord, thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel, I am the Lord. Thy God, we teach thee to what? Prophet. Now, God wants us to profit. Now, God doesn't want unbelievers to be millionaires and you be broke man. No. God says, I want you. I am the one. I teach you to profit. That means if he teaches us to profit, we must learn how to profit. It is by the Holy Spirit. He says, which leader thee by the way that you should what? Go. That means that there are so many ways that looks right. The Bible says that there is a way that cement right unto man. But the end thereof, you say. Don't go there because everybody is going there. Don't go there because uh, uh, thousands of people are making money. Go there because you hear his voice. There may be so many noises to confuse you. But when his voice comes through, it touches you. He says, my sheep know my voice. We will know his voice. Now listen to this one. Verses 18. He says, oh, somebody say, oh, that thou didst hardest what? Thou hast what? Hearken unto my commandments. What is the other translation? But the literal meaning means, oh, I wish you had hearkened unto my commandments. Then thy peace would have been as a river and thy righteousness as the wave of the sea. He says, thy offspring also had been as the sun 
That means you will flourish. And the offspring of thy bowels, like the gravel thereof. This it says, oh, when you read it from other translations, verse 18. Oh, that you had hearkened, heeded, heard my commandment. Then your peace would have been like a river. And your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Verse 19. Your descendants also would have been like the sand. And your offsprings, the offsprings of your body, like the grains of the sand. Now this is how my God wants for us. Abundance. So we, so we must know the voice of the Holy Spirit. We must know who he is. We must know how his voice is. So that before we take any major decision in our lives. I remember when my senior brother was alive, was back home. I was working, so I had money. And he wasn't working. And I felt so guilty. So they suggested that we give a land. Uh, we, we went to the village, got the land, farmed, and uh, the proceeds, he would sell and make money. They got the land. But before I could do the investment, I hid the Holy Ghost. I hid him loud and clear. He says, don't do it. You know we are very clever. So I said, <laughs> don't do it. The Bible says that those who do not work should not eat. So I took this money and we poured it into the farm. Not one bag of... Uh, <laughs> No, but one bag of granite came out. Not one. It's painful. But he doesn't speak like we speak. He says, my ways are not like your ways. So you must learn his ways. Don't expect him to follow you. We must follow him. Are you getting blessed? Are you learning something today? Now, he is there to help our infirmity. The Bible says that when we pray in our own tongue, he helps our infirmity through that. Praise the Lord. So, one of the ways to hear his voice is spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, His voice comes very clear to you. Hallelujah. And that is how we can unleash limitless. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We must build ourselves up learning to pray more in the spirit. Amen. 
Let's pray more in the spirit. The Bible says that he that prays in an unknown tongue prayeth not unto men. No man understand him. How be it in the spirit he utters mysteries. That means that your spirit prays certain things to God that your understanding that you don't know. Do you get it? As you do, and you think you know what you are talking about, you don't. Sometimes God will give you the interpretation and then you will interpret. But the more you pray in tongues, the more you are projecting into the future. That is why some things come to you and they don't touch you. Because in the spirit you have done the work. If God wanted you to understand it, you would be frightened. You would be so frightened. You even pray because you don't you won't go there to pray to go there. Hallelujah. So God has got certain mysteries in the kingdom for us that helps us into our future. So we see that life has always become like watching a television. For us, they happen, we hear. They happen, we hear. They don't touch us. Why? Because in the realms of the spirit, God has used his spirit to do the work for you. No matter how fast a car drives through the television, it won't touch you. And that is how life it is. I heard it from a man of God. I like it. It can go voo, 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 voo. It can't touch you. You watch it. Just watch it. It's only with your eye. 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 No matter how much they shoot through the television, it won't touch you. I told you I was warming up. Are you getting somewhere? So when we do work in the spirit by praying tongues, see sometimes hey, when I'm praying tongues, it's like a chore. What is this thing? Can't you change it a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes after I've done Hila Baba for a long time, I say, because I wanted to change this Hila Baba is too much. <laughs> Amen. But you see, it's a mystery. That's why when you are getting people to <laughs> oh Jesus is Lord. You get people to speak in tongues. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said yeah, yeah. But you see, the thing has become repetitive. repetitive. I said, that is it, that is it. Just keep <laughs> Hallelujah. So please don't take it for granted. It's a mystery. Tongue talking is a mystery. The Bible says that how be it, however, in the realms of the spirit, your spirit was communicating. Now, we are spirits. We have a soul and we live in the body. Now, so that is why when God says give an offering, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. 
Amen. When the Israelites were beaten in the field by snakes, God took a snake up and he said, look on them. And you what? You will be healed. Those who didn't look on the snake, they died. A snake has beaten you. You are in financial difficulty and they said, give your money to come out of it. Does it make sense? It's a mystery. Somebody say it's a mystery. Praise the Lord. Somebody is hurting you. He's hurting you, Pa. Sean. You want to hurt them some. Just a little so that they know how. And he says, forgive. It doesn't make sense. But it's a mystery. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I hope you're enjoying it. Keep praying for me. Because I've exceeded my time actually. And you know, I'm under authority. Praise the Lord. Now one of the things that I think I should end with, okay, let me just go through this thing. The Holy Spirit is a a person. Amen. And the Bible says that we must not grieve him. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. The way we grieve the Holy Spirit is when we constantly disobey him. Amen. One of the ways we can disobey the Holy Spirit is when he says, forgive him. Forgive him. Say, Lord, I want to forgive him. He has hurt me. He has hurt me. He has hurt me. Let me not say that one. I wanted to say something. Amen. And the Holy Spirit says, you too, you have hurt me. You have hurt me. If you had obeyed me, this wouldn't have hurt me. You have hurt me. Forgive. <laughs> no. I don't forgive. Praise the Lord. You see, sometimes before we forgive, we, 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 we forgive people or we ask for forgiveness. We must ask for forgiveness from the Lord whom we disobeyed. Who told you in the first place? And because we don't have that relationship with God, I was telling somebody recently, God told me that you are taking confession of sin very, very lightly. He told me. Sister, read my scripture for me. I think we can read it. Here is very quiet, so you can read it. Oh, Isaiah. Is it Isaiah? No, 59. 59. Sorry.
жизни. Hold it there. They make haste to shed innocent blood. And then the Holy Spirit told me, he said, when you hear things about people and you keep sending it through WhatsApp, you are shedding innocent blood because sometimes you don't know the truth. All you know is what they have told you on the internet. He said, you are shedding innocent blood. I don't hear things about man of God or anybody that is negative and pass it on. God forbid, because I don't know the truth. He said, when you do that, you are shedding innocent blood. And when that person is an anointed of God, you are under judgment. So you hear things about men of God and you pass it on. Have you heard about this? He's got seven planes. He's got seven cars. And they say, what's your business? Do you know the person? Those who give it to them, are they stupid? Stop shedding innocent blood. Yes, read for me. Yes. Hi. Hey. Hey. God have mercy. God have mercy. God have mercy. He says, my hands are not short. That I cannot reach you. No, my ears. We pray and pray and pray. And then I came and said, God have mercy. So before I pray any time, I say, Father, whatever will shorten in my life that I have done, that has, will shorten your hand towards me, Father, forgive me and cleanse it. Whatever will make your ears seem as if it's blocked, Father, forgive me. And then after I have done that, all of a sudden there is a whoosh on me. I say, hey, so I've been losing so much. You know, Jesus Christ, when he, he, he told the disciples to bring water to wash their feet, and Peter said, bath me. He said, no, you don't need to be bathed. All you need is to wash your feet. You see, sometimes when you walk through the street, somebody insults you, and the way you react, and you think it's okay. You are, somebody speaks to you, your husband speaks to you, your wife speaks to you, your children speak to you, and you, you behave a certain way, you think it is okay. So, you don't need to do anything about it. You have been praying and praying, and there is no answer to it. It could be that little tingling thing. That little tingling thing. Because God is holy. God is very holy. Therefore, when we come before him, you walk through the streets. People have driven in front of you. You have acted a certain way. Now, all these things count against you because the devil is a legalistic person. He goes before God. He said, did you see what he did on the street? Why would you hear him? So when we come before God, please, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. That thing that your eyes passed on, on YouTube, humble yourself and say, God, cleanse my eyes. Cleanse my eyes. I shouldn't have watched it. 
partner with the Holy Spirit and walk with him. He's holy. And the Bible says that quench not the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit. That means that his fire will suddenly leave you. And you don't know why. When the presence of God left Samson, the Bible that he waits as if God was with him as at that time. But he shook himself and he was not there. Because sin had crept in. When sin creeps into your life and God is walking into, out of your life, I mean, it's so silent, you wouldn't even, you think that God is there. As that is. Let's humble ourselves. Let's humble ourselves. Before we come to God, let's say, God, maybe you have difficulty in forgiving somebody. Humble yourselves, God. This is difficult, but help me out. I don't feel like forgiving him, but not my will, but your will. If it was for me alone, I would have prayed that he dies, but Lord, not my will. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Let's humble ourselves before God, because God wants the best for us. He said, oh, how I wish they had obeyed my voice, my commandments. I would have made their peace like a river. Their offspring to flourish. When you read the, 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 the next verse uh, in Isaiah, uh, what, what do you call it? Isaiah 40, 48, he, he, he says that in 21, he says, that, he says, and they tested not when he led them. They tested not when he led them through the desert. So you can walk through the desert. When he is leading, you will never test. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He cleaved the rock also and water gushed out. When God walks with you, you will never lack. But let's humble ourselves. Let's remove sin far from us. Let's not think that we are it. This is a, a race that God has called us into. We must seek him to know how to walk with him. Let's be on our feet. This afternoon, you know your heart.